Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez in. Brooke Lopez will guard the inbounder. Bogdanovich is being guarded by Middleton. Conley's on the near side. He runs toward the ball. And Bogdanovich pops to the corner. He's open for three. Got it! Boyan Bogdanovich! Jazz win! 33 points for Boyan. And he is being mobbed. That's his fifth three of the night. Couldn't have come at a better time. The lucky purple hoodie comes through, Bogdanovich comes through, and the Jazz win. Hugs all around, PK. High fives for you. It's a real strange situation because Joe Ingles didn't move, put his arms up in the air, and Bogdanovich ran to hug him. He did. It's supposed to be the other way around. No, nope. Joe's the center of gravity, clearly. I'm going to question Joe this week on that. Jazz are getting ready to face the Warriors tonight. Bogdanovich, nice complimentary piece, fourth or fifth best guy in the team, or, hey, wait a minute, he's way better than that. Oh, he's definitely way better than that. There's no question about that. How much do you think they knew? How much are they surprised? Because we're surprised. I think the fans are surprised. I think the media are surprised. I didn't have him at fourth or fifth. There was way more talk about Conley. Sure. And Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, so. Gobert is not a. Uh, Offensively speaking. Yeah, he's not an option off. But, uh, but is Bogdanovich's offense more important to the Jazz than Rudy's defense? Or that's just a classic know. undervaluing defense in the NBA. Well, you just created some scenario in which I'm supposed to choose. Yeah, I did. That's well, what I'm I did. I'm not going to participate. All right, we'll participate tonight. The Jazz are in San Francisco. Warriors, late game, 8 30. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Shot clock winding down. Joker fadeaway. Yes! Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a tough shot that was. Timeout Minnesota puts Denver up 100 to 98. What a shot. What a shot. Like, when he was getting into that, I I was thinking to myself. What is he going to do? There's no way. That shot right there, that was uh, that was a 20-year-old old-school post-up fadeaway right there. People used to shoot that all the time. Well, everything he does is old-school. He's slow. He looks out of shape. And yet, and he beats you. Yeah. I mean, that was that was an incredible shot. Beats the Timberwolves 100-98. to He had a couple of game winners. Yogi's this weekend coming up big. Denver picks up the victory. Elsewhere in the West, the Suns, the Magic keeps going. Ricky Rubio had a 22.12 rebound game. They beat the Nets. They didn't beat the Magic. Yeah, the Magic as in their magical season, not as in Orlando. Oh, you got to be careful when you use Magic NBA. You're right. You could have said, you know, they beat a really old guy who won championships in the 80s. But now, their great start continues. Rubio had a great game. He's playing much better in Phoenix consistently than he did in... Oh, here. Siakam had a bunch of highlight plays as the Raptors and the Lakers win streak at seven. 
113-104. Siagam just looked awesome, and the Lakers had no way to contain him. He has looked awesome. He's taken uh, a step up forward now that he has the opportunity. Dion Waiters suspended for 10 games. He had a panic attack on the team's flight from Phoenix to L.A., and the expl- explanation consumed a THC-infused edible. There are sources reporting that. I have no idea what that is. Uh, he didn't smoke pot. He had a gummy bear or something. I have no idea what that is. Well, he's uh, you know what a 10-game suspension is because that's what he got. 10-game suspension for conduct detrimental to the team. And not the first time he's been suspended this year either. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The Utes, a 143-49 win over Mississippi Valley State. There's really no need to play this game, PK. I don't know what a 94-point win is supposed to tell us about a team. You know, I I was embarrassed that that existed. I I would hope that the University of Utah administration, whoever went to that game, gets to go to a free game for free because that was an embarrassment. BYU... Losing to San Diego State right at the end. That was an 11-2 run to close the game for the Aztecs. They hit a couple of really big three-pointers to seal the deal there. Offensive rebounds, a huge issue. The Yoli Child suspension, uh, easy to say, could have, would have changed that game. Well, not just that, but Baxter with his shoulder. He's a big guy. I mean, you're missing 40% of your starting lineup. Not surprising you gave up 16 offensive rebounds to San Diego State, missing those two guys. Utah State torching Weber State, 89-34. Is Utah State that good? Is Weber State that bad? Just a freakish game that got out of hand? Got any idea? No. A 55-point win for the 17th-ranked no, Aggies. In no Jarek Harding for the Wildcats in that game. He'd gone for 55? No. Could have made it better, though, right? DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Over center is Romney. Swings it out. Simon. Trickery. Here they go. Simon throws a pass. Bushman. He has it. Bushman. Touchdown. And it's a 10 point lead for BYU. It is Katoa behind Romney. Fourth and two for BYU. Romney. He fell a catch. First down. And more. Down the sideline. Aroma Hefo. Touchdown. How about that for a fourth down conversion? Great play call. Even better execution. BYU riding a couple of big plays to a lead over Liberty, and then they hold on at the end despite a fake field goal. They gave Liberty a chance there late, but they couldn't get past midfield. Had a chance to go down and tie it in the final couple minutes, but BYU gets the win 31-24. On to Idaho State, where you have deeper analysis, more thought-provoking analysis on this. I thought Olroyd on that one, when he got the ball, he should have just broken into the Heisman pose. Because... That would have been funny. It's entertainment. Probably the last time they throw the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage. You think they'll throw it up to him? Yeah, let him get downfield. Okay. Let him go high point the ball. So have the holder go through his progressions? That would be an excellent idea. (laughs) As opposed to hot potato. Here here you go. How about the your dude from San Diego just pumping Kalani about independence? Independence. I was embarrassed for him. 
I mean, I don't have any problems you want to ask that question because that's new to your audience, I would think, in San Diego. But see if you can set it up. I assume it's somebody trying to get something in the bank for the football game in a couple weeks. They're already here, so I don't assume it. I know it. Here it is. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Here we go, folks. Utah State with a kick can win this game. Ball is at the 12. Hold is at the 19. Crowd on their feet here in Fresno. Bulldogs can't call a timeout. Hold down. Kick is up. And it is. Yes! Let's go home. The Aggies have won it. Utah State gets it done. Final score, 37-35. A two-point victory by the Aggies as Utah State escapes Fresno with the win. Back and forth they win all night long, and the Aggies kicking a field goal as time runs out. I'm sure their Aggie fans have had their hearts stopping with five minutes left when Gary passed on the go-ahead field goal. And you thought that was a bad decision. Kick it and take the lead. I didn't. I had no problem with it. Because you didn't think the defense was going to get a stop. I hadn't shown the ability to do that. Didn't think Fresno State was going to run five minutes off the clock either, though. You'd gotten the ball back, and you'd had a chance to go down and win it. If that's your explanation. You got me, I guess. But then the defense <laughs> got the stop, which none of us expected. And got it quickly and got him the ball in decent field position. Aggies now 5-4. and four. Jordan Love getting on track. 388 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, Haven't seen him look really like good. that in a while. No, maybe last year, but I don't remember. Aggies have Wyoming coming in. Wyoming an overtime loss to Boise State. Heartbreaker right there. Boise State's field goal was just barely good, and Wyoming missed theirs and falls in OT. Care to take a shot at the spread in that one? Utah State-Wyoming we're talking about? Mm-hmm. I'll go the Aggies three and a half. Yeah, I thought the Aggies three, and that's where it opened, but it quickly went to six. So somebody's betting a lot of money on the Aggies. They got a Saturday afternoon game coming up on ESPNU, 2 o'clock. When, that's the kind of time you'd like to kick off when you're uh, playing in no, November in Utah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Snap to Burrow. Hand to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Goes near side. Stiff arms a man. Gets to the five. Breaks through. Stays upright. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Tigers! LSU watches the final seconds roll off the clock. They've already taken the score and the clock off the facade here at Bryant-Denny Stadium. But we know the final score. Your fighting Tigers of LSU, 46. Alabama, 41. LSU wins the big showdown in the SEC West. And Minnesota wins the big showdown in the Big Ten. A couple of battle of unbeatens. Now we wait for the college football poll to come out. What do you think, PK? Brand name, quote-unquote, eye test. Bama stays in front of Minnesota. You win a battle of the beatens at home. And you're still lower than the team that loses the battle of unbeatens. What? Is Minnesota going to be behind (laughs) Alabama? They both hosted Battle of the Unbeatens. Minnesota won theirs. Bama lost theirs. The media poll came out, and Bama still four. Minnesota, seven. Which is I up I don't know that it's Alabama versus Minnesota. I think that Clemson will move up. That seems a given, yes. They did in the media poll. I assume it'll be the same when the college so football committee. If you don't finish in the committee. top four, what difference does it make? You can be bitter and complain. 
well, check back in three weeks when the thing is, or four weeks when the thing is announced. Oklahoma keeps their hopes alive. Sooners have a loss, nearly got a second, almost squandered a 21-point lead at home to Iowa State, stopped a two-point conversion. The ball looked like it disappeared into those two guys, and for a second I thought, is that going to be a 50-50 ball? They're both going to be holding on to it? Is one guy going to rip it away from the other? How's that going to work? A game of inches. Hmm. Who should start a quarterback for your Devils? They lost to USC 31-26. Jaden Daniels couldn't go. They got a uh, pretty solid performance out of Jody Yellen there. He did throw a couple picks. Jody Yellen? Joey Yellen. I thought he said Jody as well. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. Uh, uh, yeah, if that's your first time you've taken a snap. I didn't see the game, so I can't, I can't speak to it. I understand that was a bad call on a pick six. I could have won it. But I didn't watch one second of it, so I never saw that play. Uh, they play this week. ASU has Oregon State coming up this week. I would go with Daniels in this way. You'd take uh, Yellen and uh, preserve his year because that was his first game that he played. So you get those four games. The other kid's already used it. But that's what happens when you have five quarterbacks who left your program. You end up with three first-year freshmen as your only quarterbacks. See if one of them takes off, whichever one doesn't get to be the starter. They both looked uh, pretty good at times. Pac-12 has suspended a referee for one game. Officiating crew awarded a penalty to the wrong team as Cal beat Washington State 33-20. The rest of the staff downgraded and the referee suspended. And then they sent out the, uh, and Twitter loved that, they sent out the release and they had the date wrong. On the game on Saturday, November 10, Sunday was the 10th. Pack 12 just getting mocked. Scorned. Who was it? Dufresne put something out there. Longtime LA Times writer. Yeah. About how the Pack 12 was nowhere to be found Saturday. So I looked. Oh my gosh, you fans. They just can't accept it. They went nuts after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But I love those people because they keep us employed. I couldn't be that invested to care what Chris Dufresne thinks. But they do, and God bless them because they keep us employed. Very much uh, appreciative of them because they're all excited about it. It matters a lot to them. That's great. Well, the Pac-12 can be front and center. I mean, they can't really provide the battle of unbeaten, so I guess it depends on what you think front and center is. Uh, Well, it'll be on that Friday night in Santa Clara. Yeah. UCLA-Utah Saturday night on Big Fox. Six o'clock here, eight in the east. So that's a pretty good platform for the Utes to go out there. Want to take a shot at the spread in this one? Uh, for me, I would go around 14, 15, but I... Well, no, 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 let me rephrase that. I think that's what Vegas would do. I would go in the 18 to 20 range. Seen it at 20 and 21. Yeah. So Vegas is kind of in the range, you think. Getting okay. it up there around that third touchdown. Yeah, I don't think it'll have much of a problem. Arizona and Oregon are going to be uh, the late game on ESPN, 8.30. So, there you go. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Sam. Set. Block. Block. It's been picked up by Sims. It's blocked by Kalu. Joshua Kalu. Joshua Kalu. Joshua Kalu 
Titans blocking the Chiefs field goal. The Chiefs had lose 35-32. They had a field goal with a minute and a half left, and they botched the snap and took an intentional grounding penalty on an ugly-looking play. And then they got into field goal range in the final 23 seconds after giving up the go-ahead score and get that blocked. Not a good finish for their special teams. Not a good finish for their defense. Mahomes was back, and he was wheeling and dealing and throwing jump passes and generally being wildly entertaining and effective at the same time. But not enough. Titans get the win. The Chiefs, one of three division leaders, losing. And all eight of them weren't even playing. The Patriots had a bye, and the Niners play tonight. I think Houston might have been off, too. But the Saints got beat. They got shut down at home by Atlanta, of all teams. Well, that's the NFL for you, though. Cowboys lost an entertaining game to Minnesota. They were the third division leader to get beat. It's a jumbled mess, PK, which tells a lot of teams nine, ten games in, they got hope. They got a shot. Yeah, that's the NFL. Usually is the case, isn't it? Yeah. It's what they're going for. Parody. Have everyone at least have hope halfway, two-thirds of the way into the season. And why do I give a crap what Kyle Allen's parents are doing after every play? No idea. My guess is you don't. My gosh, they kept showing them. Who cares? It's something they do in college. They, don't really, they rarely do it in the yeah. NFL. It was weird. I hate them. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That's strong. <laughs> Pretenders and contenders. You want to call some teams out? Or you figure they're all in a hat and just let it sort itself out. You can't really know. Just the usual suspects who are contenders and the usual suspects who are pretenders. Eagles of 5-4 and four back in it. Did they win yesterday? Tied with the Cowboys for the division lead after the Cowboys lost. Oh. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and so I would put them pretender. Packers, 8-2, and two, a game in front of the Vikings. The Packers at home got the win over uh, Carolina, a game right. that ended with a lot of snow falling all over the place. And Classic Kyle, Lambeau Kyle Field. Allen's parents being shown every play. I don't want to see them. <laughs> Packers or Vikings? i go with Packers. Saints are two games up on Carolina and then miles ahead of Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Is that over? Are the wheels going to come off the Saints down the stretch? I think they'll win the division. Only nine points in that game for them yesterday. Niners and Seahawks tonight. Looking forward to the game. It should be a good one. you got two two of the better teams in the NFC, obviously. Niners defense going up against a quarterback who is red hot, coming off a five-touchdown performance. Russell Wilson looking awesome. And the Niners defense has been looking really good. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. Should be a good showdown tonight. Agreed. All right, DJ and PK, there's a lot of sports from this weekend. That is What is Trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Frank Dolce, Ute Insider, analyst for the Zone Sports Network, is coming up at 7.30. He's coming up next. Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach at 8.30. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They are in San Francisco facing the Golden State Warriors, who have the worst record in the West. Game tips off at 8.30 on AT&T Sportsnet. You can listen to it on 97.5 The Zone. Over on 1280 The Zone, Monday Night Football, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers, last unbeaten team in the NFL, hosting the Seattle Seahawks, who are a game behind them in the race in the NFC West. Seahawks 7-2. That game kicks off at 6.15 on ESPN. You can listen to it on 1280 The Zone. Tomorrow night, college basketball. Utah State will be back in action. They'll be hosting Denver. Denver will beat UVU 74-62. That game tomorrow night. And Scotty G will be on the call here on The Zone. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. He's Frank Dolce. Frank, it's a real thing. Utah is in the mix for a potential playoff spot. Even if Utah goes through undefeated, beats Oregon, who has, who has also gone through the rest of their season without taking a loss, I think it's not difficult for me, but I think it's going to be difficult for people on the committee to take a one-loss Utah team over a one-loss team of anybody who sits in the top four right now. I think there's a bias. Even if it's Oregon, I, I think that it's really going to be difficult for that committee to pick a one-loss Pac-12 team versus a one-loss any other team that's up there. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank Dolce joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hope you had a great weekend. Well, you had a pressure-free bye weekend. You just sit back, watch football, relax, maybe rewind <laughs> that tape. Pressure-free? Yeah. Frank's under pressure? Yeah, yeah Frank's under pressure. <laughs> he's going to be so? under pressure against UCLA and well, Arizona. He's going to be sweating f- every snap. <laughs> oh, he's a fan. Yeah. Fans aren't under pressure. Yeah, I needed that. I needed that. That bye week came at the right time for me. <laughs> I, could I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Were you surprised by anything that happened in the Pac-12 this weekend? No. Washington kind of had a they, – they looked like they were in a hangover mode against Oregon State. That was kind of a funny funny win over Oregon State. I was a little surprised. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't too surprised with Colorado and Stanford. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but Stanford's reeling. You know, there's a whole uh, yeah. list. There's a whole list of uh, bad Friday night road performances by Pac-12 teams. I don't want to think that the road and one less day of preparation makes a difference. But the more you see the scores, the more you think, "Oh, that's a bunch of crap." <laughs> I knew you'd say that. But there's still there's still a long list of scores over multiple years with multiple score teams because they're not as good. ASU went and beat Cal. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to hear that. Those are excuses. Take the week off yeah. then and Washington. get ready for the next week if you're not going to win it. Go ahead. Washington State's kind of fallen off. Yeah, the, they've the been the most disappointing team, and Oregon State, I think, has been the the best uh, surprise. Other than that, it's outside yeah. of Oregon and uh, Utah. It's a bunch of average football, a bunch of five and four, four and five, six and four teams. It's really it's just mediocre football all through. Except for two teams, and then you got a couple of teams at the bottom, maybe. Uh, yeah, 
That's it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we were talking early this season, we were talking about all the parity in the Pac-12, and now I I think the Pac-12 is wishing they had more parity because it is a pretty top-heavy, top-heavy league. And I don't know, I think that that's why when you see the rankings come out, you know, Utah and Oregon didn't make significant moves, both on a bye week, but I just think it's going to be really tough for those for those two teams to get in because of that. The, the Pac-12 is viewed nationally as, you know, kind of a down down league. It's not parity. It's, like you said, it's a couple good teams and everybody else. And that just doesn't, I just think that doesn't fly nationally. Even Even stacked up against conferences like the ACC, which is probably similar, as similar as any to the Pac-12. Yeah, but the Utes have a chance to go 13-1. and one. Who cares yeah. whether they're invited to some tournament that inherently has a bias or not? I, I just, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Go to the Rose Bowl at 12-1, and one, beat that team, whoever they send out there, well, probably anybody but Ohio State, you know, Minnesota, right. Penn State, whatever, whomever it might be, and beat them. And you're 13-1, and one, and you'll have a season for the ages. Whether they get invited to some tournament or not, it's it's by invitation only. So what? I might have to change my perspective on that whole thing. You may have convinced me with that passionate argument you just made. I don't think it detracts think from it, Utah's season whatsoever. And it's I better than... make up t-shirts. Who cares? Let's so make what? make up t-shirts. You and me <laughs> will make up t-shirts, red and white, and they just say, so what? Big question mark. <laughs> and so then what? this way, here, if you don't go, you'll always have the question, ah, oh, well, we could have beat them. And then if you go and get worked by LSU, there's no question anymore. <laughs> so have it. Yes. It's, it's like... I personally like a one-piece versus a two-piece because then this way it's up to my imagination to fill in the blanks. And who knows what I can come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it is, it is kind of nice to have that in your, in your back pocket. So Utah, what, what was it, the 2004 season, the, the, you know, the BCS buster, and Utah plays Pittsburgh and... And then now everybody said, oh, well, if Utah would have had a shot at the, you know, they had to play Pittsburgh, and then they beat them, and they undefeated. But you still have that kind of in your back pocket. If Utah would have, you know, that's kind of a nice little thing. Yeah, so, and the same thing. I'm going to roll along with you. I'm not going to bang my head against the wall about the playoffs. I, it's not going to happen. Right. If it was going to happen, it would have been this weekend because, all the, you know, the teams lost. Two of the top four teams lost. And Bama's not going to fall out of the top four even though they lost at home. Make every excuse for Bama and then just say eyeball test. I can tell by looking. Even though you can't tell by looking, pick games straight up. You won't get more than 70% of them right because you can't tell by looking. Yeah. But, Frankie, there are Ute fans driving right now who are thinking and probably screaming at the radio and at the three of us, (laughs) I've already got woulda, coulda, shoulda from 2004 and 2008. Those teams – those teams, if they could have had a shot at somebody else, right? Utah could have beaten Florida. They'd beaten Alabama. They could have beaten Urban and Florida. Well, then they just had a shot. And then there'd be no question. This year, give me LSU. I want a shot. Then beat SC and you would have had a shot. No, yeah, they don't. They didn't beat LSC. So. Well, then it's on them. Yeah, LSU, LSU would be a wow. That would be quite a matchup. 
That's a good football team. Uh, Alabama may have been exposed on the defensive side a little bit, but LSU's pretty darn pretty darn good. I'm I'm cur- I mean I, I just out of curiosity, just for the curiosity, I would I would like to see Utah matched up against one of those one of those teams because it it's so you, you can't even feel like well if all those teams are in the top four, then what you know we must be missing something, and we're just little we're poor little Utah out here and. You know we're playing in the Pac-12, and and it's not it's not a great conference because there's only a couple good teams. But man, Alabama and the history and LSU is amazing, and I, I I would just like to see that matchup just to see how it all works out. Uh, I, I think it would be competitive, but we do get this. You know, you do get this sense of well, Alabama puts how many. You know, ten or twelve people in the NFL. It feels like every year, and LSU does the same. And and so I wonder if there is this significant talent discrepancy that is made up in the in the media, um, or if it's or if it's closer than 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 people think. And a Utah Alabama or a Utah LSU matchup would be really competitive. I think Ohio State is the, is, is the is the team to beat right now. Um, but but I think Utah could be competitive against anyone in the top four. Sure, and and that's the great thing about it is Ute fans hold on to that, and so yeah. you'll always be able to hold on to that if you don't go. I mean, the the reality is you knew when the season started because of the Pac-12's rep and you played no Power Five teams, you knew you were going to have to go undefeated. So now that you yeah. don't go undefeated, you start whining and complaining about not getting a shot. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that that the schedule up front didn't help, and it certainly didn't help prepare the team for USC. Um, but whatever, I I think you're right. You know what? Let's let's see if this team can finish. Let's see if this team can get through the rest of the season. They have a couple games left. They should win with you know UCLA and, and Colorado, Arizona. Um, th- those are all very winnable games, and get yourselves into that Pac-12 championship game, and and find yourself in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. Now that's pretty and, doggone and good. Maybe just, let's just right, and let's enjoy that kind of run if they can right. if they can go through that because yeah. that's a pretty darn good football team. That's a team that you'd put up. I still think the 2004 team is my favorite team. Like, I think that team was kind of. I, I don't know. It was kind of a maybe it's because it was the first time and whatever. But but I put that team up at, at the top of Utah teams 2004, and then and then you look at 2008, and then maybe you look at the you know the the 93 four team Mike McCoy, and they beat Arizona and in that bowl game, and that was a pretty darn good football team. But if this one went if this one went 13 and one. In the Rose Bowl, win that road, win a Rose Bowl game. Would that put this team at the top of the list? Well, they'd have two top ten wins, which is uh, because you assume right Oregon six, and then they'd probably get Minnesota, or Penn State, who are seven and nine right now. So they have two top ten oh, wins, I... which isn't that one more than the other two teams put together? Because I don't think the O four team got a shot at anybody like that. Obviously, in 08, they got yeah. Bama. Yeah, I would love to see. I, I mean, nothing against Minnesota, um, but but just for the like the you know the kind of the history, recent history of college football, I guess. 
Minnesota doesn't sound quite like that's the eye test you were talking about. It doesn't sound as good as beating Penn State for some reason. I'd love to see Utah matched up against Penn State in a Rose Bowl game. Well, the good thing is that uh, on the other side, Minnesota's saying, well, I hope we get Oregon because mm-hmm. playing Utah just, just doesn't sound, sound as good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that the truth? For some reason, even in the conference, people are thinking, think, you know, Oregon sits right at the top. I don't know. May, maybe they, they have something different. Utah's a pretty darn tough out right now. I mean, I, I don't think Oregon wants to play Utah. In, Ooh, in think the they're going to forfeit. Utah plays that physical football game. I think they might. <laughs> I think they might. They were standing in the that. tunnel. Standing in the tunnel before the game. Do you want to do yeah. this? Not really. The ducks, <laughs> the ducks are flying south. They're not even going to take it. They're not even going to take that on. I don't know. Here are the Oregon Ducks. And they just turn around and run back into the locker room. (laughs) I really don't want to. Hey, I don't know what's going to happen in that game, but I am assured there's going to be a referee screw-up or two. That's about it. That's all I can tell you in the Pac-12 final. How sad is it that my my lasting memory – I've been able to call a bunch of good Utah-Oregon games – um, there was one game, well, I mean, good, exciting. There was one game when Oregon threw the ball for about 500 yards to tight ends one year up in up in uh, Oregon. It was, I, I don't even know what happened in that game. There was that game a few years ago when Utah went in and kind of unexpectedly just ran all over Oregon in that in that football game. But the lasting memory of Oregon is so sad that it's, that it's poor Kalen Clay dropping the ball at the one yard line, and and that completely turned the game around. Yes, that's we my lasting well. memory of Utah and Oregon. Well, they'll get another opportunity to have that, this memory here this week. What's your level of confidence that the Utes go three and zero the rest of the regular season? For, because for me, it's about eighty five to ninety percent. I feel the same way. I don't think there's a team in front of Utah that that uh, if they play their best football and Utah plays its best football, that that Utah comes out on the wrong side. I think the only way Utah comes out on the wrong side of any of these games is, is if Utah stumbles. You know, they get sloppy, a bunch of turnovers or penalties, mistakes, dumb mistakes, stuff like that. Outside of that, I think Utah should go through the next three uh, as, as I look at USC's schedule, I mean, USC's looking at this and hoping that Utah takes a loss. I don't think it's very likely. USC has a tough one, this. I think, this weekend. I think Cal could give USC some trouble. We'll see how that one goes. But but for Utah, this this three-game stretch seems very winnable. Utes are uh, 20-point favorites over UCLA. Uh, you think Khalil Tate's the biggest wild card if there's going to be something that goes wrong in the next three weeks? It's because he just throws for 300 and runs for 200 and puts on the Super Bowl yeah. cape? Yeah, we've seen Utah teams struggle with the, with the game plan like that in the past. It was Arizona State a year ago when they had Eno Benjamin and, and Manny Wilkins at quarterback. Uh, and that's similar to, to what Arizona brings to the table on the offensive side. Although, uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't feel like there's the sa- that Arizona has that same kind of confidence level that they're going to go in and, and beat this Utah team. 
So I would, and, and the way that Utah is playing on the defensive side, uh, Bradley and I and, and the crew, I think uh, it, it's going to be very difficult. Even as talented as Khalil Tate is, it would be very difficult for him to get on track. So I, I guess in the next three, the – the 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 order that I would put it is Arizona is the most dangerous, um, and then I would say UCLA is the second most dangerous, and they're what a, they're on a three game win streak right now, and then I would put uh, I would put Colorado as the last most dangerous on the in the final three stretch. All right, Frank, get ready. Three games to go. The countdown is on. We will talk to you again next week after Utah and hey, UCLA. Yeah. Hey, uh, PK, are you going to be up at the at the coaches thing today? Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you ten bucks if you ask uh, Coach Whittingham a question about Arizona and preparation for Arizona. About Arizona? <laughs> run into, yeah. Run into the buzzsaw. You, you just want to see him get slapped down? Followed by, it? do you wish to hope you end your career coaching at BYU? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just throw that out there. Hey, Coach, the Wildcats look like the most dangerous team on the rest of your schedule. Can you tell us what you <laughs> Okay, easy. First question. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Frank Dolce, Utah Insider Analyst for the Zone Sports Network. You'll hear him all week here on all the shows. Gary Anderson, Aggie Coach, is coming up at 8.30. Get your takes on the weekend. we got a lot of people on Facebook weighing in on their favorite teams, all the stuff they saw happen this weekend. We will get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6, where there are free Papa Shot games. Cornhole and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the jazz game, and socializing with friends. That's the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6. DJ and PK, the question's up on Facebook. What went right or wrong for your teams this weekend? It's a pretty good weekend for the locals, PK. Jazz won. Cougar football won. Cougar basketball lost. Aggies and Wildcats won. Aggies doubled down with a basketball win over Weber State. Todd says, if Minnesota jumps Utah, then bad. If not, we move up a spot. Then good. Yeah, I just don't care about that. Why is that good or bad? Because Todd wants his Utes in the playoff. Then you should have beat SC. You knew full well going in the Pac-12 needs to be undefeated. Yes. And when and Oregon, they don't go undefeated. Don't, and when Oregon don't. lost to Auburn, there was the league shot and a marquee win gone. But Utah still could have gotten there. If they got Oregon has nothing to do with the Oregon's not preventing Utah from getting in. 
But now they've lost, and he still wants help. You don't need any help to go to the Rose Bowl and finish 13-1. and one. That's a great season. That'll be the best season you've ever had. And you see if you can cash in on that. For And if, if you're that good, then all these other powers, they knock on the door every year. So knock on it next year and the year after. And at that point, the door will open for you. If you're that good. Don't sweat these things that become a popularity contest. You know, maybe play somebody in the non-conference. One, one power five, that's all I'm asking. Not two. Forget about three. That's never going to happen. But Be just Alabama one. and play Duke. Just one? Could you have scheduled one? I mean, that, that series with Northern Illinois has been some of the best football that I've ever seen. You it get these two really historic programs, intersectional rivalry. It's going to improve their recruiting uh, profile in DeKalb. Go 13-1 and or win the Rose Bowl, and you're telling me that's not good enough? Get a grip, man. Get a hold of yourself. You're not that good. Michael says, Bojan Bogdanovich. That's what went right. Got a couple thumbs up for that. Surprised he didn't get more. That electrified the place. People were going berserk. His play has electrified me. I'm really enjoying him play hoop. It wasn't just a big hoop. It was a 33-point night. Well, that's the uh, seven games that he's played. What are they, eight games that he's played? They're six and three. Yeah, and he's missed one. Yeah, I love his passion. I love his desire and willingness to take the big shot. I love his ability to put the ball on the floor and drive to the basket. The guy, the guy has been a lot of fun. He didn't box out against Sacramento, but uh, you know he'll have to get better at that. But he has been a spark that this team has never had, and provides it. And it's fun to watch him play. Yeah, and he just seems to be just having a ball out there. And I, li- I like when guys look like they're having fun because they're making millions playing basketball. And if you can't. Enjoy that to the utmost. Something is seriously wrong. <laughs> you are messed up. If you have complaints about that, something is really screwed up. It's like I have, for me, what I consider a dream job, and I have to search to complain. I have to really dig deep to find any complaints because the first 500 things are just awesome. And that's the way I think we view what those guys do. And they make millions. I mean, in one season, they've already made more than most of us will make in our lifetime, just in the nine games that they've played. I mean, the amount of money that they make. Sweet. And I just want them to be having a great time. Because and if it, we were them, yeah. we'd be having a great time. And it looks like he's having a great time. You know, Joe Ingles looks like he's having a great And Conley, I love to see Conley smile. Uh, he's played to the crowd a couple of times. Yes. When you're at home, they want that from you. And Conley's given Now, he hasn't played as well as he can. We know that. But in the times that he has, he's smiled. He's played up to the crowd. He looks like he's having a great time, even through his struggles. That's what makes it identifiable. Because it's impossible to identify with the type of lifestyle that they lead. He banked in a three early in that game. And I wonder how much that was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to catch a break. This is all going to start to even out. Hit a bunch more shots in that game. When he banked in that three, that's when I knew you're 
Your lucky, lucky purple, purple hoodie is going to be making a talk in sports appearance. They're undefeated with that, and you scorned and mocked it. 2-0. and oh. Yeah, you mocked it. So they're 6-3. Bogdanovich is 6-2 because he missed one of the losses, and your hoodie's 2-0 and because oh it missed the first seven games. And I'm so confident tonight that I didn't even <laughs> wear it. <laughs> Wait, that could be like a reverse double jinx, right? No such Yuck, thing. Yeah, can we get a ruling on that? Is I that a reverse bo- double jinx? I, I believe in effort. I believe in the individual He'll controlling the his or her destiny. Oh, really? We'll be okay. As long as he pops it on around 8, it's an yeah. 8.30 tip. Yep. Well, I didn't want to wear it over to the uh, U of U thing. Didn't seem appropriate. So, yeah, they, 7.30, 8 o'clock. They should win tonight. This is a watered-down Warrior team. We know that. Uh, worst team that they've had in however many years. So they got an opportunity to go on a win streak when they got the Nets on tomorrow, is it? The Nets. Who have a losing record of their own. Yeah. I mean, Not 2-8 like the Warriors. Nets just lost, lost yesterday against Phoenix got lit up. Every Phoenix player, I think, uh, starters anyway, scored in double figures. Rubio had a phenomenal game. Happy for the guy. See him do well. And they should win that one. So that puts them at 8-3. and three. Yeah. That's a good spot. They're they're right in the mix. Yeah, I just wanted twelve and eight in the first twenty, and maybe they'll overachieve that. We'll see how this plays out. But ah, uh, yeah, but I don't think they set the standard at twelve and eight. You did. I did, arbitrarily, yeah. I might add. Yeah. Nonetheless. All right, DJ and PK, we got a lot more people weighing in. What'd you think of your team this weekend? What went right? What went wrong? What'd you love? What'd you hate? We'll get to that next. DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.